Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. As we were talking yesterday about the Holy Spirit and the the use of the word uh, he or his, himself, the personal pronoun concerning the Holy Spirit, it's very important to identify him as a person, not as an it, not as some formless uh floating wind or spirit uh, of some sort, some ghost. But he is a person. He is another, just like Jesus. And he is sent on the behalf of Jesus by the Father to us that even though Jesus may not be present physically here with us as he was with the disciples, the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, takes the place of Jesus here on this earth. Now, this is what it says in John 14, 16, and 17. And I will pray the Father. This is Jesus praying. That means his prayer is going to be answered. And he, speaking of the Father, shall give you another comforter. The word there for comforter uh, is uh, paraclete. In the Greek, it's uh, actually used as uh, to identify either an intercessor. Uh, it identifies uh, a someone who is in our lives that comforts and consoles us. Uh, it identifies someone that's an advocate, someone that is a helper. So, so we can see that Jesus did not leave us comfortless, really. Stop and think about it. When we need help, we have the helper, the Holy Spirit. The definition also includes the word a standby. He is standing by there waiting upon us to be able to minister to us the things of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. So the scripture goes on to say that he will give us another comforter. Now Jesus was here in the flesh. The Holy Spirit is exactly that. The Holy Spirit. That identifies so much of him. He is holy. That means that he can be easily uh, grieved or offended uh, or quenched in our lives because of the things that we think or do or say. But the Holy Spirit was sent for a very divine purpose also that we may be able to be witnesses on the behalf of Christ, that we may be able to testify and give witness to the things that we have seen and the things that we have heard concerning the kingdom of God, concerning the things of Jesus Christ himself, concerning his death, burial, and resurrection, he unveils the truth of all these things. We were blinded, we were born blind, and we were born without any absolute knowledge of God in us, even though there is a vacant spot in our heart that has yearned for him. We have no knowledge of him until Jesus comes into our lives and 
fills that void. And once he fills that void, we are led by the Spirit of God from one level of faith to another, from one level of light to another, from one level of strength to another, from one level of glory to another. He guides us. Now, it says in the uh, next part of the verse that he, there's that personal pronoun again, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, that is how he is identified, that's what he is called, whom the world, the cosmos, cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him. Once again, we see these personal pronouns. It doesn't see him. It doesn't know him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Now, in order to do the things that the apostles did, the 12 and the 70 also, when they were sent by Jesus in the book of Luke, in chapter 9 and chapter uh, 10, and they came back rejoicing, saying that the, even the demons were subjected and submitted unto his name. It had to be the power of the Holy Spirit already working in them. Jesus had to have explained to them exactly who and what was happening in their lives when they went and did this, and who and what was be, being done through him by the Holy Spirit when they saw the miracles and when they saw these things happening. Uh, uh, it, it was giving evidence and proof that he was a witness that the Father had sent him and he was bearing witness with signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Spirit and all these other things. Now in John sixteen thirteen, it says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, once again, we have the personal pronoun there, he. That's very important to understand because the majority of people may try to develop a relationship with Jesus and the Father, but they never try to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit because he, he seems untouchable, unreachable uh, in their lives because they can't see him. Uh, or uh, can't understand him. But yet because he is, uh, and, and, and I carefully choose the word, a person, he can be talked to. He listens. He has a will. He has desires. He speaks. He guides. He teaches. He prays, he intercedes on our behalf. He does all these things. And we have to learn to develop that relationship with him as we learn to develop a relationship with other people. The only difference is going to be that the Holy Spirit is holy. Therefore, the relationship has to be a very holy relationship too. The Bible uses the dove as an example of our relationship with the Holy Spirit because a dove is easily scared off. Uh, 
in other words uh uh any any movements any 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 loud noises anything that uh can be done that that the dove is not used to it will fly away while the holy spirit is sensitive to the words of our mouth he's sensitive to the thinking and the thoughts of our mind he's sensitive to the actions of our life and therefore he can be quenched that means it would be like turning off a a a, a flame uh the light uh is not going to be there uh the heat is not going to be there uh he is there but we have just quenched him or we grieve him we sadden him stop and think about how sometimes we meet uh an individual in 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 the beginning he or she may be a stranger to us but as time progresses we not only get to know the person's name we begin to talk we begin to share uh maybe even spend time uh for for the guys maybe go fishing go hunting uh or maybe hang out at a barbecue or something you begin to develop a relationship with the holy spirit the things of the spirit are the things that he is interested in sharing and developing in our lives he's interested in showing us things that are to come he's interested in bringing into our lives the things that have been spoken by jesus in his word uh, to us and bringing them back to remembered remembrance he's interesting in being uh a helper to us in our weaknesses in our times of trouble he is interested in all these things so we have to learn his interest and get involved in those interests so that we can develop the relationship with him otherwise uh we wind up having the holy spirit as just someone or some thing that is off in the distance somewhere uh he's not tangible he's uh uh indifferent to us uh he 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 really doesn't get personally involved and that's not true the holy spirit's presence can be so tangible and so real that you know that you know that you know that you know but at the same time we can grieve him with our lifestyle instead of spending time with him we spend time uh reading the newspaper or spend time just on the on the on the phone or on the computer surfing the net or spend time uh shopping uh etc 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 uh think about it this way uh there's a book i don't know don't know or remember who wrote it uh but when spending takes the time of spending time together it uh, it, it, it when shopping takes the, the 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 time of spending time together in other words uh where you can be setting time apart to be intimate with the holy spirit instead we decide we're going to use our time for other things you cannot get to know a person without spending time with them it will be nearly impossible to know them without spending time and how are we going to spend time 
We spend time as we set time apart during our day, preferably during the morning, uh, before we get into all the hustle and bustle and commotions of the day, to spend time with Him and asking for His help, asking for His guidance, asking for His direction, believing that what He says uh, as we look at the written Word of God, that He is speaking directly back to us. It must be a communication that works both ways. We talk, He listens. He talks, we listen. Uh, it's not a mono you just blurt out and tell them everything that that you need and that you want, that you're going through and that you have, and then just walk away. No, you have to spend time listening at the same time. Now, the, 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 the rest of the verse there in John 16, 13, however, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, all truth that is necessary for our spiritual walk from the word of God, for he, once again, making the emphasis on he, he shall not speak of himself. There's that personal pronoun again. It's not going to be about him. But whatsoever he hears, that shall he speak. That's exactly what Jesus did. He says, whatever I hear the Father say, that is what I say. Whatever I see the Father do, that is what I do. And he will show you things to come. Things in this present lifetime. And maybe if we're fortunate enough, things concerning the future, concerning our lives, our families, our homes, and so much more. It is worthwhile to spend time with him. In John 16, 14, it says, He will glorify me, talking about Jesus, for he shall receive of mine, talking about Jesus, and shall show it unto you. He will continue to reveal and unveil Jesus in our lives and in our hearts uh, up until the day we're taken away. Once we see him face to face and are there fellowshipping face to face, then that means that we are uh, at the end of the rope or at the end of the line. The, the Holy Spirit, just like in the life of Jesus, led him and guided him all of his life up until he went uh, into the uh, went up unto the cross, and of course it was the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, that raised him up from the dead, that glorified him from the dead, uh, gave him and quickened him uh, with a new body, and we have been given the Holy Spirit in the same manner that He may quicken our mortal bodies now, so that we may be able to get a foretaste of what the future holds for us, quickening our mortal bodies. That means making them alive. Not, not that they died somewhere, but uh, technically our, our body was dead because of sin, but he quickens it so that it can be a living instrument and, and sacrifice uh, for him so that he can move in and through us and have his being so that the life of Jesus can be made manifest in our physical mortal bodies according to uh first uh, no second uh Corinthians in chapter uh 
4 in verse number 10 and uh, Romans chapter uh, 8 in verse number 11 the, the the spirit of Christ that if the spirit of God that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you he will also quicken your mortal bodies well Consider this food for thought and for the imagination, because in Luke 24, 45, it says, Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scripture. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Amen.